you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, everybody. It's Daniel Jeremiah from Move the Sticks with Bucky Brooks. And this is Lamar Jackson 360. Jackson. Touchdown. Jackson with a bullet into the end zone for another touchdown. How good is he? He's first in the country in passing. Lamar Jackson. Off he goes. My goodness, is this kid good. All right, Buck, I could not be more excited for the 360 series and the focus on Lamar Jackson. And just in case anyone has never heard of our 360 series, this is an entire podcast dedicated to Lamar Jackson, breaking down his game and his potential. It's also a 360 view on who Lamar Jackson is, featuring interviews with his high school coach, college coaches, and Michael Vick, just to name a few. Yeah, but first here, let's let's talk about what we see when we study Lamar Jackson before we get to these interesting interviews here. Uh, I'll give you the floor, your take on Lamar. When I th- think about Lamar, I think he's an electrifying athlete, probably the ultimate dual threat playmaker in this game. Um, I've likened him in the past to Michael Vick 2.0, terrific playmaker with the ball in his hands, has exceptional arm talent, and I think when you put it all together, you have something that we may have never seen at this level. He's create a player on a video game. Yeah, look, I, I think there's there's talk. There was a talk, right? Is he going to move to wide receiver? Is he going to play quarterback? We're both in agreement. We view him as a quarterback at the next level. I do think there's some development that needs to take place. There's some, some footwork things. To me, more than anything else, he's just got to clean up. He's got plenty of arm strength to make every throw. But he does get narrow when he gets to the top of his drop. And when he does that, the accuracy, especially on drive throws, gets away from him so if you can widen out his base which there are examples when you study him you see it when he does that much more accurate so if he can clean that up I think that's going to help him immensely you know I've heard some people that have have discussed the fact hey he's coming from a Bobby Petrino system and so that's a plus in his favor because this is more of an NFL concepts and all that kind of stuff but the other side of it is how many Bobby Petrino quarterbacks that have had any success at the next level? Bobby Petrino is a great play caller. He's able to scheme things, get things open, and help you out there, but it hasn't translated to the next level. So I think that's kind of a that's a neutral thing for me. I don't put it in the plus side or the negative side. I just think when you look at Lamar Jackson, you are buying him for the future. 
Absolutely. I, I think you can rush him on the field and, and get an arm with his athleticism, but I still think the best thing for him, go somewhere, get a chance to sit, get a chance to really refine your fundamentals, and then once you get that taken care of, he might take the league by storm once he gets out on the field. Yeah, I think this is a situation that could be very, very similar to what we saw in Deshaun Watson. I'm saying that Lamar Jackson is a more explosive and electrifying athlete and playmaker than Deshaun Watson, but what we saw with Watson going to the Houston Texans, they built an offense that basically played to the Watson's strengths. I think Lamar Jackson is a player that if you take the time to fully bake the cake, meaning you fully go through the concepts and schemes that you know will fit what he brings to the table, I think you could have a star in your hands. I look at the way the Chiefs have handled Pat Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I think it would be an ideal situation for Lamar Jackson to go in there, get a year. He's going to flash in the preseason. You're going to yep. get excited. Maybe midway through the year, late in the year, you get him a spot start here or there, just kind of get his feet wet a little bit. And then year two, you give him the keys and say, let's go. I mean, I, I can agree with that. I, I think when you look at Lamar's natural talents, he brings something that you just don't find in the position. You're talking about almost a world-class athlete playing the position of quarterback terrific with the ball in his hands as a runner, but he also has outstanding arm talent. And we've seen that time and time again at Louisville. And so I think he is the ultimate player that you want to work with because a creative offense coordinator can have all kinds of fun building an offense that allows this guy to elevate his game. Well, that's uh, that's kind of where we are in our evaluation of Lamar Jackson, where we see him now, what we think he could become. But I think it is interesting when you go back in Lamar's past and get a chance to talk to some people in his background, I think you learn a lot about him. We got a chance to do that. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's let's hear from Rick Swain. This is Lamar's high school coach at Boynton Beach in Florida. All right, first guest we have today, we're going to get a chance to speak to somebody I've been dying to talk to, and that is Lamar Jackson's high school coach at Boynton Beach High School. That is Coach Rick Swain. Coach, thank you so much for joining us today. I, I want to start off and, and ask you the first time that you met Lamar Jackson, and what was that encounter like? Well, it was it was a little bit strange. Uh, my players came running into my office and said, Coach, we've got a quarterback because we had just lost uh, a really talented quarterback the year before the graduation. And uh, we were kind of searching. We tried to go with a wide receiver that was a very good athlete. And uh, we were a little bit uh, set back in, in our, our thought process of what type of offense we'd run. And when they came in and introduced Lamar to me, uh, he was very positive. He says, Coach, I really want to be your quarterback. And I said, well, we'll see how things go, you know, when we get you out on the field. What was it like when you got him out on the field for the first time, Coach? Well, it was kind of life-changing. <laughs> uh, he, came, he came out there, and uh, we had him – throwing the ball some along with the other other the wide receiver guy and uh Corey looked at me the wide receiver and he says coach I think we've got something here and I said well maybe so and you know he was throwing and everything and then we went to the run game and we were you know seeing what he could do and uh we had not previously put put the emphasis on the uh, triple option but we saw him stick his foot in the ground and go about 60 yards like a blur. And I said to my assistant coach, the offense coordinator, Dan Stark, I said, Dan, you and I are going to meet right after practice. I've got some stuff to talk to you about. So 
from there, that afternoon, we went back in and we changed our offense. Uh, we had been running a, a form of a spread, but it didn't capitalize on some of the things that he could really do. And so we went to the pistol formation and ran a lot of different triple option, uh, four wide uh, type stuff where we put, we, we used motion. And uh, it seemed to fit Lamar very well. And, and it gave us the ability to throw out of it also. You know, Coach, so since you've seen Lamar kind of develop over the years as a passer, what was he like as a thrower when you first encountered him? And how was he by the time he walked out your doors as a senior? Well, you know, when we first got him, I mean, he could throw the the ball through a wall. You know, he, he had such an incredibly strong arm. And, uh, you know, his deep ball, you know, was okay. But his out routes from – you know, collegiate-style out routes, you know, for when he's on the left hash, throwing to the right hash. I mean, you could hear the ball in the air uh, making that whistling sound. And uh, then we just had to work on his footwork and his accuracy. And, and he got better. He went to camps. He did. He is a self-made player. His biggest critic is himself. And that's what's made him a great athlete, Uh his athleticism is there, as everyone can see, and he's demonstrated it uh, not only in high school but in college. But his passing has done nothing but continue to improve, and I think the biggest improvement is his touch on the ball. Now, his release was always really quick and snappy, but I think it's even better. I mean, Bobby Petrino did a nice job with him at Louisville, taking him to that next level. And I think uh, as far as his release, I, I'd like somebody to tell me what's wrong with it because I see nothing wrong with his mechanic. Coach, is there is there a, a moment on the football field in a game? I know he's had so many jaw-dropping moments when we study him on college tape, but is there a specific story you can remember in game action in high school where everybody just kind of take your breath away? Yeah, there's. There's several, but in, in thinking of one of them that really set me back was uh, one night we were playing a, a crosstown rival, and he broke free and was running up the right sideline, and he hurdled the guy, you know, kind of like a hurdle move that he was on, you know, when he was in college. And flags went flying everywhere, and I went <laughs> I went down the sideline running because he scored and down the sideline running. And I said, what are the flags for? I mean, there was nobody yet, no clips, no nothing. And the official came back and he says, you can't hurdle in high school, coach. I said, so you're telling me he's supposed to stand there and get hit. And uh, the guy says, well, uh, he says, I, I don't I don't necessarily agree with the, the rule, but it is a rule. And I said, okay. So that was that was an amazing thing that happened when he was a junior. And then his senior year in the spring game, he uh, broke free again and was running for a touchdown. And about the two-yard line, he put on the brakes, and the defender went running by him. It was the craziest thing you've ever seen. And then he just walked into the end zone, which kind of, kind of set us all back a little bit. Everybody in the stands went crazy uh, that he has that kind of body control. You know, Coach, and thinking about his body control, there's been a lot of conversation about his body and how slender and thin he is. 
Has it ever been a problem? Did he ever have any issues in terms of his durability or toughness or any of those things you saw when he was a dual threat for you? No. He He's so darn flexible that I think that's the reason he's never had anything other than a couple of minor injuries. He's twisted his ankle before, and I think he went through a little bit of turf toe deal. But besides that, that guy's like a rubber band. And he is extremely strong for his being so lean. And uh, his toughness, uh, he got tough with his mom. Uh, his mom used to tackle him out in the backyard. And he he might, I don't know the exact story, but from what I understand, Lamar told me one time, my mom made me tough. And uh, I hope he learns how to, how to uh, get down and slide in the pros because those guys are monsters. And, uh, you know, I hope he doesn't try to be tougher than, than those NFL linebackers. <laughs> well, I, got, I got two questions for you here real quick, Coach, because uh, you mentioned his mom. Everybody we seem to talk to about Lamar, his mom comes up in discussion. Do you have a good story uh, on Lamar's mom during his high school time? Well, she was very focused on, on his success. And she would take him for individual training down to uh, Pompano Beach uh, on the weekends. Uh, she was very positive. Uh, I know one time that I I was going to put him in a secondary to finish out a game, and she said, nope. <laughs> and I said, uh, <laughs> okay, and we didn't. Uh, we would love to have had him return punts, but I understood. And he had has so much of an upside as a quarterback, you know, why jeopardize, you know, anything to do with uh, – playing another position you know i know there's been some speculation i've read some things online that everybody says well you know he can always be a wide receiver that would be an absolute shame because he's i've coached 43 years and i've never seen anything like him uh tommy frazier could run like him and i'm going way back now you guys probably don't even remember him but tommy frazier played at nebraska it could run the option the same as Lamar. The difference is Lamar can throw like any other top quarterback. So you've got the best of both worlds. I don't think they're going to use him as a runner in, in, in the NFL, but he can certainly elude a lot of people and make plays with his feet. Uh, one other quick note, Lamar went out on the football field one evening, and it was, I don't even know, I think it was during girls' flag football season. And he threw a football 100 yards from one end of the field to the other. And just totally, everybody's, you know, mouth just dropped open. They couldn't believe his arm strength. So, you know, I, I, I've i never coached anything quite like him. And I've had some great athletes, some NFL players and things. But uh, he's one of a kind for sure. Coach, as a leader, what is Lamar like around his teammates? How does he inspire and kind of get guys to follow his lead? Lamar pretty much leads through example, and he's he's not a big rah-rah guy, but he does get guys around him motivated. And I noticed in college he improved in that area, and he would, you know, have conversation and was constantly trying to pick people up. And uh, that was the one thing that I felt like that, that, you know, he to be 
to be an NFL quarterback, everybody has to respect you and know that you're in it 100% the same as they are. And I think he'll demonstrate that to the T. There's nobody that loves the game of football more than he does. And I know I, I sound like I'm just <laughs> blowing smoke, but this guy's truly one of a kind. I mean, he's a, he's more than a generational guy. He's a, he's a guy that that has got nothing but upside, and he's going to do wonderful in the NFL. Coach, I tell you what, that was some great stuff there. What what insight you had into uh, one of the most uh, intriguing players we've seen come into the league in quite some time uh, in Lamar Jackson. I can't thank you enough for your time, and congratulations. Uh, I believe you, you're, you're finally retired. A 43 years is a pretty good run there, Coach. Congratulations on your career, and thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I appreciate it. Bucky, what a, what a cool dude, huh? Getting a chance to talk to a guy as a veteran coach like that and his initial reaction when he was around Lamar Jackson and just how electric he was in high school. I think what he experienced is the same thing that a lot of coaches will experience when they finally get around Lamar Jackson. He went right to the offense coordinator, talking about revamping the offense, doing some different things. I think that's the kind of talent that Lamar Jackson brings. I think other guys will get excited more the more time they spend around Jackson and get a full assessment of his abilities. This is what I love about the 360 series, though. We get a chance to go all the way back to the beginning. We did that there with Coach Swain. Now, the next step for Lamar Jackson was going to the University of Louisville. We had a chance to visit with Garrick McGee. He's the former Louisville assistant head coach, OC, and quarterback coach, and he recruited Lamar to Louisville. I am excited for our next guest who knows him as well as anybody, and that's uh, Coach Garrick McGee, who spent some time coaching Lamar Jackson, spent some time recruiting Lamar Jackson there at Louisville. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. I sure appreciate you guys having me on. Well, we appreciate the opportunity to to talk to you. You haven't played the position uh, at the quarterback position in college and haven't coached the position for a long time now. Uh, let, let's start at the beginning and uh, I'll get us going here. But just the first time you saw or heard of Lamar Jackson, the high school player, what, what was your thoughts there? Uh, well, I, I thought that, um, you know, initially you're just watching the film. So all the, um, you know, everything you're thinking is just based on the talent that you're looking at you know, on the film or the high school highlight tapes. And you just saw the, a, a, a superior athlete, a guy that has been blessed with abilities that not many people are blessed with, um, in particular, um, just his total athletic ability, running around the field and making plays. And so that's the first thing that, you know, that I saw when I, when I started watching the film of Lamar, that he, he's, he's one of those talents that's rare. It doesn't come around often. You, you know, Coach, he is so, I want to say, kind of off the beaten path from the guys that you and Bobby Petrino had typically had at previous stops. When you have a guy like that come on campus who plays the game, as you talk about a superior athlete that runs around and makes plays, how do you harness that ability while trying to run an offense? Yeah, it's a very good point. Um, and I appreciate you saying that. You know, we, we have um, – but no, we had Ryan Mallett um, in Arkansas. Um, Ryan's still in the NFL. Ryan is a um, prototypical professional quarterback. Um, he's tall. Um, he can deliver the ball. He puts his hands under the center. He can direct traffic, which means change the plays or change the route combinations based on the defense. And when we had Ryan, Ryan could make a check 50% of the game that he could change plays on the field. 
Um, you know, and then you, you get to Lamar, and Lamar is young. He's a true freshman. Um, his high school system was not as complex as Mallet's high school system, that a lot of it was just Lamar making plays. And so when you get him, you have to, I think as a coach, um, you have to have the ability to be able to teach everybody in your room, which means not everybody's going to learn the same. And who Lamar is as a person and who Ryan is as a person both affect the way that they receive information and the way they learn information. So I just think that, um, you know, we, we, we spent a lot of time figuring out who the kid was and what's his background, what's his history, how does he learn information the best. And the things that influence um, Lamar are different than the things that influence other kids that you have. So as a coach, I just think you have to have the skill to understand your kids and figure out how to teach them. You know, with that being said, it sounds like the coach has to be more adaptable and flexible to deal with an athlete or a talent that Lamar Jackson is. Based on your experience being around, how many coaches are really flexible like that? Well, it's a, um, I think that there's a lot that goes into that. Um, um, I think that, you know, I heard what Mr. Polian said, and we all have a lot of res- – anybody in this business has respect for him as one of the best evaluators of talent of all time. Um, but I tell you, I, I had the same thought that Bill Polian had about Lamar as a true freshman when he first got on campus. Um, you know, during the summertime and during training camp. And it was the talent is so exceptional that you can't put him in a box and have him play quarterback. And that's what I heard when I heard what Mr. Polian said. And, you know, what happens um, What happens with a kid like that, you have to um, figure out the information that he needs to know. And then you put him on the field in that position and he's going to impress you with his ability to make throws, his ability to see the defense. And he's a quiet, humble kid, so you're not going to be able to, um, like, really know everything that he knows. Meaning, if when you're in the room with Mallet, you're, you're going to know. Ryan knows everything because he's constantly talking. He's constantly, you know, communicating. Yeah, if I see this and this, that's just his personality. Where Lamar's personality is different, that he's a quiet kid. He learns by just sitting there and thinking. And, you know, so I just think that every coach needs to have that ability to understand that about the kids. And I think it's going to be really important, you know, with Lamar's development as a professional quarterback. Was there a moment or a story for you and and the staff? You know, you talked about, okay, maybe some, some concerns or reservations about if he could get on the field early at the quarterback position. Was there a story or a moment where you as a staff said, okay, no, this kid, this kid's a quarterback and he's ready to get out there. Well, we, we thought he, when he, when he first got on campus, we thought he was a quarterback because you know, you can, um, your kids are throwing and you get to training camp and he's making throws and you can tell that, nah, he, he makes more accurate throws than you really think. And he has the ability to anticipate where the defense is moving and, you know, the depth and the width that the linebackers have. He, he can see that type of stuff. Um, so that's when you went, you know, yeah, he is going to be a quarterback. But at the time, and I think a lot of 
teams in the league are going to have this issue. At the time, we had a quarterback, a guy that we were leaning on, and he was the same type of talent he had won the previous year. So we were saying if Lamar can't be the starting quarterback, we have to find something else for him to do. And then as we, you know, really started to pay attention to Lamar and get to know him more, we went, well, wait a minute. He does have the ability to make the throws. Why don't we build an offense around him and teach him what he needs to know and see what he does? And, you know, it, we, that was what we went through during training camp. And then we got to the opening game of the season. We were playing the Chick-fil-A Classic against Auburn. And Will Muschamp was calling Auburn's defense, so it was a complex defense. And we fell behind in the game at halftime. And so we said, we're going to put Lamar in right now after halftime. And the first thing that happened is we got out there, we warmed up a little bit, you know, between halves, and then we went to the bench. And as they were approaching the bench, Lamar had all the offensive players huddled up. And, I, and it caught me off guard. And I listened in to see what he was saying. And he, told, he was telling them, we have to get to the line of scrimmage really fast so that we can score and catch up. That there was no sense of he's nervous or this is too big for him too early. He went straight to the players and said, hurry up and get lined up. we got to find a way to win. And that's for me. I was probably one of the only coaches that heard that because I was paying attention to it. For me, that's when I said, we have something special here. And in the second half of that game, Auburn won the game, but we had four possessions in the second half, and we scored three touchdowns and got a field goal. So every possession, we scored points that he was on the field. And that type of, um, uh, that type of um, play really turned everybody's head, and we went, yeah, there's no doubt he's a quarterback. Just let him go. After that game, or after any game that you played, having friends around the college coaching fraternity, did you ever get any feedback from defensive coaches uh, expressing yeah, right. the challenge they just had going up against him? Well, right after that game, we were out shaking hands, and I know um, Will, uh, you know, I know Will, so I went up to him. I was a coordinator. He was a coordinator. You know, the whole good game thing that you do, even if you win or if the losing coaches have to say good game, even though you don't mean it. Uh, and I was talking to Will. <laughs> And Will said, that kid is special. That that kid is a phenomenon. And, you know, he, he knows what he's doing. He's seen a lot of ball. And I was thinking the same thing, but then he said it. And, we, and, and it dawned on me that, yeah, this kid is special. You know, when you think about um, having a guy like that, you talked about rebuilding the offense, you guys being able to score all the time and then building upon that. Um, as he projects to the league, I'm sure you can get a bunch of calls from offensive coordinators, intrigued coaches about what is the best thing for us to do to help him get up to speed. What would you advise them to do to help Lamar Jackson have success as soon as he can in the National Football League? I think get to know him. You got to get to know him. You got to get to know his mother because the only person that's really influencing him is, is his mother. Um, she, she's tough. Um, that's why the kid is so humble. Um, that's why he's such a great teammate, just a good friend to everybody around. It doesn't matter if it's the, you know, the kicker or the, the walk on at the end of the line or the number one player, Lamar is the same to every kid. And that came from his mother. And you got to get to know that you got to get to know him and get him to open up. 
um, and get them to talk. And um, because once you get them in that type of situation where he really trusts you and he's going to listen and do everything you say, now you have the ability to coach them. And I just, I just, you know, I, I think that I think coaches understand that, um, but acting on that is different than understanding it. Coach, man, I, I appreciate you taking some time and, and, and cluing us in here and giving us some background and some insight uh, into your former player there, Lamar Jackson. I, I feel like any time we have somebody like you on, I feel like we get a better understanding of the player. I know there's a lot of uh, a lot of personnel folks listen to this as well. I know they'll appreciate it. So thank you so much for your time. All right, buddy. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks, Coach. Buck, your thoughts on, on Coach McGee and, and what he had to say there about Lamar? I think the biggest thing that comes from that conversation, Gary McGee talks about you have to get to know the player before you can – you have to get to know the person before you can coach the player. And so really developing that relationship and chemistry between quarterback slash offensive coordinator and Jackson. If you get that together, I certainly believe you can grow the offense around Jackson and allow it to be one of the more potent offenses that we've seen. And I think, to me, the interesting thing is the confidence in him once you got him out on the field. Maybe you're a little bit skeptical how this is all going to work, yep. but once you got him out on the field, you sort it out, you figure out a way. He's, he's such a special athlete and such a special talent. They figured out a way to craft it and to make it work, and I think he alleviated any of the concerns that they had at that time. Absolutely. I mean, I, I – you can't say enough because this is uncommon for the University of Louisville to go about it, particularly under Bobby Petrino, Gary McGee, and those guys making the transition, kind of reworking the offense on the fly. Once again, it speaks volumes about what kind of talent Lamar Jackson brings to the table. As fun as it is to coach Lamar Jackson, Bucky, I can't imagine it's very fun to coach against him. And that's what our next guest had to do. He had to do it three times. That's Charles Kelly. He's the former defensive coordinator at Florida State. And here's his thoughts on Lamar Jackson. What challenges does a player like Lamar Jackson present to the defense? Well, I'll say this, and I've known Lamar since he was a, you know, a sophomore, junior in high school. And the the one thing, Lamar Jackson can throw the football, okay? Everybody wants to talk, and he is a great athlete, all right? But Lamar can throw the football. When you watch the ball come out of his hand, he's pinned it, and he can throw it a long way. And he's been throwing it a long way for a long time. Now, the thing that he does bring to the game, he's, he is ultra competitive. I mean, when you watch him on video, he was the same way in high school. He never gets tired. Doesn't matter how many times he carries it in the game or what he has to do, he never gets tired. Um, but just that competitiveness, and he's, you know, He's just got very good instinct. I mean, you can, you know, when you talk about pocket presence, so many times somebody from the blind side will be coming. And you know Lamar can't see him, but he just has that feel to where he can escape. And I just think, uh, you know, with his competitiveness and the way he can throw the ball, I just think he can do some really good things. Is there anybody he reminds you of, Coach? I mean, you've been doing this a long time. Uh, is there anybody at all that you've you've gone against or studied or seen on tape and said, okay, I see a little bit of this in Lamar Jackson, or is this guy just a, kind of a unicorn? It's hard to compare him to guys in the past. Now, I've heard people say that, you know, um, they re- that he reminds him of Michael Vick. Um, you know, I think he does some things, you know, in the running game. Uh, maybe not, you know, he's not quite as big. But he's as productive as Cam was, you know, running the football. But if you watch him 
throw the ball downfield that, you know, even on the deep balls, the touch that he has, um, just combining all those things together, I think is, uh, you know, just kind of made him, you know, just a little bit different. He's kind of his own guy. What about him versus uh, Marcus Mariota, Coach? You know, um, they they came out of different systems. Um, but I think what you see is you see that same, you know, that same athleticism. Uh, you see the same competitiveness. And, uh, you know, I thought Marcus could really throw the ball also. Uh, I didn't think people gave him enough credit for that. And I thought that, you know, he could process the game. Um, that I think when you – that's the toughest thing about evaluating quarterbacks. Now, we can see how far they can throw the ball. We can see, you know, what they run the 40 in. But how do they process when pressure comes? You know, and I think you've seen both of those guys be put in pressure situations where they, you know, where they were productive. Coach, I can't thank you enough for, for taking some time for us today. Wish you uh, wish you the best of luck there at the University of Tennessee, and uh, let's catch up again soon. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, Bucky, I think you could hear it in Coach's voice there. He's he's not too disappointed to have to face Lamar Jackson anymore. Absolutely. This is a nightmare for defensive coordinators, a guy that can make plays on script but really can kill you when he goes on that impromptu, improvisational playmaking ability that Lamar Jackson brings. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to deal with that kind of quarterback, and I think Kelly can explain it better than anybody else. No, very interesting chat there uh, with Coach Kelly. Wish him the best of luck at the University of Tennessee, by the way. One of the names he brought up, Michael Vick, that's a comparison that has been used often for Lamar Jackson. So for more on that comparison, why don't we go to the man himself. Here's our chat with Michael Vick. Uh, Very excited for our next guest, Bucky. He was the first pick in the 2001 NFL Draft. 15 years he served as a quarterback in the National Football League. Michael Vick is joining us. Uh, Michael, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How y'all doing? Both of y'all. Great, man. Great to have you on. We cannot complain. I I want to jump right in with you, man, because I want to go back to a game. This is 2016. This is Louisville against Florida State, and that was kind of the, the coming out party for Lamar Jackson, uh, just running up and down the field against the Seminoles. And then you fired off a tweet uh, during that game, which kind of, I think, I think that really put Lamar Jackson on the map when he got the full endorsement. You see it right here from Michael Vick. Lamar Jackson, five times better than what I was at VTech. Enough said, hashtag future. Uh, was that the first time you had seen Lamar play? And, and what, was your, what was your impression the first time you saw him on the field? Yeah, well, I, I had heard about Lamar on several occasions, and that was the first day I was actually in the house on a Saturday uh, watching college football, and I happened to catch Louisville and Florida State. And I could not believe what I had seen. Uh, I could not believe the things that he was able to do. It was a spitting image of me. And the only thing that came to my mind was this kid was is five times better than what I was when I was at Virginia Tech only because he was doing it against Florida State. And I remember, you know, how difficult it was for me to move the chains against Florida State, what effort had to be put into uh, getting first downs, scoring touchdowns, hanging with them, uh, you know, pretty much going wide to wide. And I see this guy going there and just annihilate these guys uh, from the start of the game to the ending. And I just thought it was impressive. So, you know, the hashtag future was something that I felt like – 
you know, needed to be said at the time. He needed to be paid attention to, and his game really showed that he had what it takes to play on the next level, even at that time. I think I know your answer, and you're going to be in agreement with the two guys you're talking to here, but this this kid is a uh, he's a quarterback, correct, Michael? Yeah, he's a quarterback. I've been hearing about things being thrown out there about him playing receiver, and they'll probably say he needs to play defensive back next. But listen, the kid is 6'3", 215 pounds. Uh, I know the hashes are wider in college football, so it creates a, it creates a little bit more space. Uh, in terms of running with the football and stretching the field, moving the pocket. But for anybody to say that Lamar Jackson is a receiver, um, I, I don't think they understand the quarterback position. I don't think they appreciate the value that can be brung from the quarterback position. Uh, you know, it, it was just kind of mind-boggling to me to hear that. Um, and, and I can understand why those type of things can be said because people don't know him. They haven't sat down with him in the film room. They haven't talked to him and had discussions with him. They're only going off what they hear. And you can't live in this world going off what you hear. I know perception, you know, uh, outweighs reality uh, pretty much, you know, 100% of the time in this world. But you got to give the kid a chance. He's a quarterback, hands down. If I was a GM, I would draft him. You know, whether it's the first round or fourth round, you know, you look at all the quarterbacks coming out in the draft, they're all projects. Nobody's guaranteed to do anything. You know, Mike, as one of the guys who kind of like ushered in this new movement of mobile quarterbacks or athletic playmakers that can affect you not only as a passer but as a runner, what advice would yeah. you give to Lamar in terms of making the transition from a college playmaker that was a dual threat to being a little more traditional at the position as a pro? Well, I, I think first and foremost, you, uh, you know, taking to the, the – understanding that you know you're going to the next level and it's not about all about your athletic ability uh it's about the competence that you have uh, once the ball is snapped i think his focus needs to be centered around uh learning nfl concepts right now even if he's not uh signed with the nfl team if, even if he's going through the pre-draft process uh this is the time to you know, call up various quarterback coaches, include myself, if we have a relationship, and and just have me throw some plays out there. Let's sit down and talk talk through some plays, route concepts, how to call them, how to say them, how to approach the huddle. Uh, those are the things that are going to be the challenges uh, when playing in the National Football League. It's not about your athletic ability of rolling right, rolling left, dropping back, throwing the ball 50, 60 yards. It, it's about stepping into the huddle, uh, understanding what the play uh, really entails uh, who's primary, who's secondary, what the checkdowns are, uh, and, and you know, understanding the position as a whole. It, it's not about you know running, you know, taking off running and getting thirty or forty yards or getting seven yards. You know, the primary goal is to move the chains and be efficient, be a leader. And I think that's what Lamar Jackson has to work on now, uh, just the verbiage and getting ready to speak the game in the National Football League. You know, Mike, I know you've served as a coaching intern under Andy Reid in Kansas City. Andy Reid did a great job of elevating your game when you were in Philadelphia. Now that, you've been, now that you've been on that other side, as a coach, what would you think about Lamar Jackson? How would you help him elevate his game? Well, first of all, I, would, I wouldn't start Lamar as a, as a rookie, um, whether he goes in the first round, second round, or third round. 
I, I think a majority of these guys coming out in the draft, uh, quarterback-wise, are project. You let these guys sit for a year or two, pretty much what uh, Andy Reid did with Patrick Mahomes this year, gave Alex Smith a chance uh, to go out and, and, and be the proven leader that he is, let the young guy learn. Uh, it, it's, you know, it's uncanny what you know, a year in the film room can do for you as a, as a player, as for your confidence. And, uh, you know, just watching another guy play, you can learn so much vicariously. So my plan with Lamar would be to make sure he has the best mentor in front of him, uh, sit him for a year or two, never know, uh, really critique him in preseason, take his preseason film and build from there. And, and that's the way it has to be done. Quarterbacks are not always going to be Matt Ryan or Joe Flacco or Ben Roethlisberger where they can step in in their first year and take the team, their team uh, to the NFC or AFC championship game. It's a process, and it's, you have to be patient. And some of these teams don't have the patience, but they have veteran quarterbacks who can lead the way and get the team off to a good start while their younger guy uh, waits in the background and, and, and get ready to take the franchise over uh, for the future. Uh, Michael, you said you've got a chance to visit with him. Where Where is he at right now from a football knowledge standpoint? And maybe compare that to where you were uh, with your knowledge base when, when you entered the league. Well, today's times are different. You got guys training all over the place. They're spread out. They're with quarterback coaches. They're with uh, training gurus, so to speak. Uh, all of these guys who are supposed to, uh, are supposed to enhance their intangibles and their attributes, which is a good thing. I, I think that's that's what needs to be done. That's the necessity uh, as of right now. Uh, in terms of Lamar, I think he's focused on proving to everybody that he's a quarterback. Uh, pretty much similar to me when I came out in the 2001 draft. You know, the only thing I was thinking about was how cerebral can I be? When I step into the draft room, when I step into uh, the, the quarterback's room, quarterback room on my visits, how am I going to be able to articulate the play calls? How am I going to be able to impress them and show them that I can play above the neck? And that's what's important right now. I think Lamar's focused on that. That's what I focused on. And I've been giving them those little tidbits of advice and small things to do to make yourself uh, an eligible quarterback in this draft and uh, one that's going to get drafted high like he, like he probably always dreamed about. You know, a lot of people don't know him well because he's kind of a, he's a quiet and a little bit reserved. Just in your dealings with him and getting close with him, what, what's the personality uh, of Lamar Jackson like, Michael? Lamar's a very cool kid, man. He's he's funny. Uh, he, he's outgoing. You have to get to know him. I, I think you know where Lamar's from. Uh, it's probably uh, similar to situations of a lot of uh, NFL athletes or players or just people around the world who ex experience things that. Uh, they're brought up in and, and they don't ask for. Uh, so he, he, he can be reserved at times. But at the end of the day, the kid loves football. Uh, his teammates love him. I can see that through uh, just watching uh, various uh, interviews and, and, and small uh, just clips on him hanging with the guys and being a great, uh, great friend, mentor to, to all the guys around him, making them better in the locker room. Uh, so... You know, he's going to be a guy that's going to be a great teammate at the end of the day. I think he steps in and he's, if he's willing to learn, uh, he take on, takes on the right attitude, get with the correct coach, the right coach that can help him, uh, you know, take his game to another level. Because sometimes, you, you know, great coaches 
you know, make players great too, make good players great. Uh, so I think it's all about the communication process with Lamar Jackson right now and just, you know, having fun, enjoying the whole process because it's not easy. You know, Mike, you, you, you mentioned a point about a great a great coach can make a good player great. When you look around the league, what do you think the ideal situation would be for Lamar Jackson in terms of team or maybe the coaching staff? Well, that's tough because I haven't had a chance to think about what was going on around the league. I've been opening up the, the app uh, on my phone, the NFL app, checking out things that's going on. The season's over, so I kind of left it alone for a minute. But when you look around the league, you look at teams like uh, the New York Jets, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, even though I think Blake Borders is the starter for 2018 and should be, and he's earned that right. You put a guy like Lamar Jackson around b- behind uh, Blake Borders, then I think it, it, it enhances Blake Borders' game, makes him play harder, put a little pressure on him indirectly, but you also got a guy on, on the bench uh, coming off the bench who can be a great reserve, who can come in and uh, pretty much keep the offense going. So I think that has to be the primary goal. But uh, Arizona, and that's a team that's going to need a quarterback. Maybe they get one in free agency. Maybe they draft uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, sit him, and then bring in another veteran. Uh, there's tons of guys out there that they can bring in. Nick Foles may be you know, on the trade block. He may be a guy who Arizona can bring in, and, and Lamar can be uh, a guy who can sit behind him and have him as a mentor. I did that with Nick, so I'm pretty sure he's ready to do that with the next guy and, and, and the next generation of quarterbacks to come. So, you know, it's exciting, man. It's fun to see. Uh, I can't wait to see how this draft shapes up, how everything unfolds, and where these guys end up. I'm excited about a lot of them. All right, last question. I promise this is it. I'm going to let you run on this one, Michael. But we started off this interview with the tweet you had where you said Lamar Jackson five times better than I was. I'm not sure about that, but I want to get true honesty here. Just a simple one. Who's faster? I was faster. I'm faster. (laughs) (laughs) I was faster in 1999, 2000 than Lamar Jackson, but as of right now. But you know what, man? I had had surgery on my ankle a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago. I'm back probably like 80%. So I'm I'm probably running about a high four or five right now, man. It 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 hasn't all diminished, I promise you that. If I get chased, listen, if something happens and I have to run, and get away from somebody, I'm going to get away from them. I'm that fast. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's it. We're ended, we're ended on that one. Hey, Michael, I know, uh, I know you're busy, man. We appreciate you taking the time to visit with us today. Uh, best of luck, and let's catch up again in the future. Uh, I appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. Buck, how cool was that to get a chance to, to visit with Michael Vick? One of the, I would say, not one of the, he is the most electric playmaker that the NFL has ever seen at the quarterback position, talking about what could be the next coming of Michael Vick. Well, he kind of set the stage for all these new school dual threat playmakers to do it. They saw him on Madden. They saw him play in games. They saw his highlights. And I think Lamar Jackson certainly has a lot of similarities when it comes to their games. To have Mike Vick talk about him and kind of rave about where Lamar Jackson is at this stage of his career compared to where he was at this stage, says a lot about what Lamar Jackson could be as a pro. All right, how about a fit for Lamar Jackson? Uh, what do you think? What's a, what's a team you look at and say, okay, this would, uh, this would be good for him, the team, both in the short term as well as the long term? Ideally, I would think the Jacksonville Jaguars would be a nice fit. Strong running game. They have a defense. They have a creative offensive coordinator and Nathaniel Hackett who has done some spread things that I think would really, really fit Lamar Jackson's skill set. But I'm going to go beyond that. How about the Cincinnati Bengals? And the Cincinnati Bengals because um, – 
this is a team that needs someone to back up Andy Dalton. They've shown the ability to be creative. They've done some things with the spread to help Andy Dalton get off. I believe they can run their same offense with Lamar Jackson, and in a year or two he can take it over. I think that would be a really, really nice fit for him. I can look at a couple different spots here. I think maybe the New York Jets, I don't know if they would do it there picking in the top ten at number six, but I think maybe if you're in the second round or you want to come back up into Mm -hmm. the bottom of the first round, that could make some sense. How about Pittsburgh? I know Josh Dobbs, they they invested a little bit in him as a backup, a young backup out of Tennessee. I just think with the skill set that you get with Lamar Jackson, Ben Roethlisberger getting towards the end of the line, you don't have to rush him on the field. You've got time to develop him, and he could have a nice payoff when it's all said and done. Oh, I absolutely believe that could be the case if he went to Pittsburgh. You have an opportunity to sit behind Big Ben Roethlisberger. They're developing a new offense as they have a new offense coordinator taking over. Man, what a better time to sit there for two, maybe three years, learn the position, learn how to play it, really get acclimated to being a pro before he has the opportunity to get on the field and have to be a pro. No question. Now look, I, I love our podcasts. Our regular podcasts are so much fun. But this 360 series, my favorite thing we do every year, Buck. Uh, this is the Lamar Jackson. We're wrapping this one up. But, man, we've got so many other ones coming up. More 360 podcasts this draft season than any other year we've ever done. If you're interested in the top quarterback, and we've got another one that's a special surprise coming as well, we've got you covered. Yeah, we absolutely have you covered. This 360 series is outstanding because we take you behind the scenes. We talk to the influencers of the kids. So you really get a chance to know the guy that's going to be the next star at the pro level. I've been told I can I can mention one of them. I mentioned quarterbacks, right? Oh, yeah. How about Derwin James? Oh, really excited. One of my favorite players. We've got some great stuff coming on the Derwin James 360 as well as all the top quarterbacks. So be on the lookout for those as well as our regular Move the Sticks content. You can find that NFL.com slash podcast as well as an Apple podcast. So be on the lookout for that. This is the Lamar Jackson 360 series. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you look forward as much as we are to the rest of the 360 series as it comes down the line. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to nfl.com slash podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. 
If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.